time of year, and we will be having uh, a serious Eimer discussion this week as well. A lot to talk about in Sphere's Eimer. It happens to be, as was mentioned in the announcement right after Shachris, this morning's Sphere's Eimer breakfast and learn discussion is going to be based, is based, Mamish, on a real life Shiloh. It came my way. Someone asked me this Shiloh last week. And we will, uh, he will shall rename, remain nameless to uh, protect, protect, preserve his anonymity. But if he's listening to this somewhere out there in WhatsApp land, he may figure out who I'm talking about. Anyway, the Shiloh is like this. Yes, he finds himself making a trip to Hawaii, and he's making a trip to Hawaii sometime soon, and it's going to end up being during Sphere Eimer. Now, Rabbi Sai, let's take a step back. In general, in general, do you didn't go to Hawaii? Do you didn't go to Hawaii? Sure, but but if you're going to go to Hawaii and you have the wherewithal to plan your trip to Hawaii, in general. You don't want to find yourself in Hawaii at the end of the week. You don't want to be over there over the weekend. And you definitely don't want to be in Hawaii during Sphere Eimer. You don't want to make a trip to Hawaii during Sphere Eimer time. And for that matter, you don't want to make a trip to Japan during Sphere Eimer time. Unless, unless there's no way around it, there's no way to avoid it. And this fellow who asked me the Shiloh, unfortunately, had no, no way to avoid it. If you have no way to avoid it, such as your mother schlepping you to Hawaii, your shvigar schlepping you to Hawaii for some get-together family celebration, okay, then, then you find yourself having to go, to go to Hawaii and you find yourself asking all kinds of very interesting shilas and you find yourself generating an entire Sunday morning breakfast and learn program discussion. So let's go through the shila right now. Let, let's, let's discuss it. So the, the first question is let's leave Hawaii on the side for the moment. Okay, leaving Hawaii there at the end of the table. Let's take it from the other direction. Sphere Eimer is Svartim Lachemi Machras Hashabbos, the Torah tells us, count 49 days. The 50th day is Shavuos. And every day we count another day. Every night we count, uh, we advance one day in the counting. What happens, what's the halacha, if you find yourself in the middle of counting, advancing a day, in the middle of the day, the, 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 the days jump ahead on you. Um, on the same day that you already counted, that day for Sphere Eimer, you find the day jumping forward a day or jumping backward a day. And when does that happen? That happens when you cross the international date line. The international date line is a line that exists on the globe, that has to exist on the globe. There's got to be something called the international date line because as you travel from east to west, the time zones go down incrementally. Every 15 degrees, you lose an hour. And since it takes the world 24 hours to rotate on its axis, there have to be time zones distributed along all 360 degrees of the globe. There has to be another hour that's taken off as you go from east to west every, <clears throat> every 15 degrees. Um, the problem is, if you play that, that out, if you keep going um, down by an hour, the, the paradoxical situation that arises is that you'll, you will end up going backwards in time. Right? You keep going around and around and around and around. You keep taking off an hour and hour and hour and hour and hour and hour and hour. You just keep going around. Conceivably, every every 24 hours, you're going to go. You're going to lose a day. And you're going to lose a day. And you're going to lose a day. And you're going to lose a day. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. That can that can happen. <clears throat> so there's got to be a place on the globe <clears throat> that separates um, the world into two regions. That on the eastern side of this line. It's the day, it's a day behind. On the western side, it's a day ahead. That means if you go around through all 24 time zones from east to west, you're going to cross a line where the days jumped up a day. And then you're going back down again, and then you jump up, and you go back down, you jump up and go back down. So there's got to be such a, such a um, line <clears throat> um, 
time zones don't work otherwise, the, the, the lumbus of the globe doesn't work otherwise, and that's why we have the internationally agreed upon international dateline that kind of zigzags its way between um, Alaska and, and uh, Russia and goes all the way down um, through the Pacific and goes all the way down to Antarctica. That's where <coughs> international convention has put the dateline. Halacha also recognizes the need for a dateline because of the, the aforementioned problem. There has to be a halachic dateline also. There's got to be a place that according to halacha, when I cross that going from east to west, I'm going to go up a day. When I go from west to east, I'm going to go down a day. Got to be a place like that on the globe. So what happens when you cross that line? During Sphere Seimer. So let's just, let's speak it out. Let's say today is, Reb David just reminded us, today is 24. Today is 24. <clears throat> there is a place in the world where, where um, it is a day ahead of where we are right now. Now let's say, let's say you, you, you approach that international dateline. <clears throat> you approach the international dateline and... It's, let's say it's the morning like, like right now, the morning of the 24th. Okay, Sunday morning, the 24th, and I'm in a boat, and I'm about to cross the international day line. I'm going from east to west. The night before, I can't at 24, and I'm about to cross over. Now, on the other side of this line, right now, for me, it's Sunday morning. On the other side of that line, on the other side of that line, it's Monday morning, because they're a day ahead. I'm, 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 it's 10 feet away from me, right? And, and, and 10 feet separate me from my side, which is Sunday morning, and the other side, which is Monday morning. For me, it's day 24. All the in that are living on the other side, for them, it's day 25. For them, it's day 25. So what happens in Halacha when it suddenly goes from Sunday morning, day 24, to Monday morning, day 25? What does that do with me what, with regards to Sphere Summer? Obviously, the question can be asked in reverse as well. What if I am a year that lives on the western side, immediately the, the immediate western side of the dateline? So for me, it's Monday morning, day 25. I'm going to cross over to the east. I'm going to go 10 feet to the east. Suddenly, it's going to become Sunday morning, day 24. What does that do with me with regards to Sphira Saimer? Now, I remember reading, you know, there are different ways of solving this. There's one way you can just like, you can avoid the child altogether. I, I still remember this. Uh, Halavai, as I would say, uh, as, uh, you know. Halavai, I would remember the important things as well as remember the trivial things Rabbi say. But I remember something trivial from my past. When I was a kid, I was younger than Menachem Tzvi over here. And uh, we got some, uh, there was some kids' publication we used to get, this just Jewish magazine. It was designed for kids. And it was like, a, it had like, you know, funny things and interesting things. And, and there was someone who was, was saying a story about uh, how he crossed the international, how, how he was a globe tra- glo- traveling the globe to be mechazikin, to bring, to bring, to, to, to get in to do mitzvahs. Some, there's one of the characters in this in the magazine. And, and someone sent him a letter that like, you're traveling around the globe for, um, you know, to bring, to bring chizik and Tyra and mitzvahs to other yidin. What did you do when you crossed the international dateline? He was going around in a boat or something, a raft. What did you do when you crossed the international dateline? How did you deal with the, with the change in the, you know, with, 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 with the shadows for, for uh, Sphere Seimer and, and other kinds of things? So he said the answer that was in the magazine was, was I didn't cross the dateline. I swam right under it. <laughs> so that is one way of, of dealing with the issue. That is one way of dealing with the Shiloh. But um, for those of us who don't have the, the, the you know, that, that, that it's not an option for us, perhaps, to swim under the dateline. We've got to go over. We've got to cross, especially if you're flying. So what do you do? So let, let's deal with Sphere Seimer first. This is the basics of Sphere Seimer. So, as we would expect, there is a, a very, very, very thorny, um, fiery debate over here. 
It's a matter of great controversy how to deal with this issue vis-a-vis Svira Sa'imer. And let's just speak at the, the, the basic opinions over here. What happens to your counting the Svira Sa'imer when, let's go first when you go from east to west. So suddenly the day flipped over a day. Suddenly, on the, suddenly it went from Sunday to Monday. Day 24 to day 25. Went from Sunday morning to Monday morning. What do you do? So there is an opinion that, um, <clears throat> that believes that um, what he's supposed to do is, um, <clears throat> well, it's, it's, it's suddenly the daytime, and it's a day that I haven't counted yet. I found myself on day 25, and I didn't count 25 yet. So what's, what's always the halacha when you find yourself in the daytime and you didn't count the night before? There's a day that I didn't count the night before, because the night before I only count 24. You, always, you count without a bracha. So I'll count. Suddenly became Monday, and on Monday day I didn't count yet with the brach. I didn't count yet because I didn't count last night. So I count 25. And the, the, this following evening, so let, assuming that I'm staying on the western side of the date line, so that tonight's going to be Monday night going into Tuesday. That they're going to count 26. I count according to my location, but without a bracha. There's an opinion that I continue counting like them, but without a bracha. For the rest of the Imer count, I don't make a bracha anymore. Where are they coming from? They seem to believe <clears throat> that, that um, although I have to count according to the Minigamokam, I have to count according to my surroundings, I have to count according to my location, at the same time, being that I didn't have <clears throat> 49 complete days, I don't have Tamimis. We, we, we've seen this a few times. One of the conditions in Sirius Heimer is Tamimis. Sheva Shabbos is Tamimis. You have to have 49 complete days. So I, I had 49 like truncated days. I had half of day 24, half of day 25. So from day 26 and on, I'm having full days again. But since I only got half of day 25, so I lost the ability to count because I don't have 49 complete days, 49 full days. So I still can't without a bracha. Well, according to my location, but I can't make the bracha because I, I don't have 49 full days. That's, that's, the, that's the opinion number one. Opinion number two um, is a, 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 a more or less the same approach, but just with a variation, with a twist. The same thing it goes from, you go from Sunday morning immediately to Monday morning. It's Monday morning, day, day 25. I, I, I asked myself a question, was it day 25 right now in the morning? I didn't count 25 last night, so I count 25 now without a bracha. I resume tonight, 26, like my location, like the, like the Malcolm, and I am allowed to make a bracha. I am allowed to make a bracha. And this is, in fact, the ruling of Rishlam Azam and Orbach. Rishlam Azam and rules that one may continue to make the bracha as long as that morning that you crossed over, that afternoon that you crossed over, you said the correct day, that, that, <coughs> excuse me, that day that you crossed over, you may resume that night with a bracha. Where is Rabbi Shlomo Zaman coming from? Rabbi <coughs> Shlomo Zaman believes that, um, that uh, with this, the, even though the Torah does require tamimas, you have to have tamimas, you have to have seven, uh, 49 complete days. <coughs> 49 complete days. What's going on over here? Strange things are going on over here. Yitzchak Kain, can you hear me? Okay. Um, so uh, even though you have to have, <coughs> excuse me, Tamimus, 49 complete days, um, <coughs> complete days is not, doesn't mean that I have to have been there for um, 49, 24-hour 20, 24 days. It means that, that you, you can't lose any of the counts. And I, 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 I counted all 49 days. So even though from day 24 to day 25, I only had 12, 12 hours of each day, 
No, but I, I counted all 49 days. I nailed each one there, each box on the counter. I, I nailed each day. So that's Tamimus. It's called Tamimus. Even though there is an idea, we've seen Tamimus to, to try to count as early as possible in, in the day, try to count as soon as the day begins. Uh, the, the onset of nightfall, there is such an idea. Okay, but, but um, at the end of the day, in terms of what is going to be uh, the, the preventive, the prerequisite in counting, as long as I nail every day of the 49 days, I still may continue to count with the bracha, and I, I did nail every single day. It's no worse than having forgotten to count the night before and counting the next day <coughs> with a bracha that you may resume and continue with a bracha the following evening. That's the opinion of Rib Shlom Zaman, that one, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, um, that one may continue that evening is uh, canting with the bracha with the new count of your new location. Now what would be if you happen to have the misfortune and the unfortunate timing of crossing over the, the, the uh, dateline at a point in time that you can't count. You're unable to count. Let's say it's Bein Shmashas. Let's say it's Shkir. Let's say, let's say you crossed over and you missed the, the count altogether because of, of, uh, of when you crossed over. Let's say you cross at nightfall. So you went from concluding day 24 over here to beginning day 26 over there. Then everybody would agree, you, you can only now count without a bracha because you missed an entire day due to the unfortunate timing of when you crossed over the, the date line over there. Okay? But, again, as long as I crossed over and there was still time I left... crossed over and there was still time... Oh my. As long as I crossed over and there was still time left before, before nightfall to count at least that new day's count without a bracha, you're okay. There is a third opinion, which is a tremendous, tremendous chiddush, which believes like this. So these two opinions are basically two variations, two spins on, on, on like the same idea, two different kanachas on the same idea. Um, the machloik is between opinion number one, that's the, the tshuva sefer called B'tzela Chachma, and opinion number two, which is Rav Shlomo Zaman, they both essentially believe that um, you did get all 49 days. The question is, did you get Tamimus or not? And they all believe that the correct count should be based on where I am. I went from day, uh, month, Sunday to Monday, I went from day 24 to day 25. I look around here, it's day 25. The air is, 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 is breathing, is permeated with day 25. I can't day 25 according to where I am. They both agree that the only question is, did I lose the bracha, can I still make the bracha? There's a third opinion that believes that what happens when you cross the international day, international day line? During Svira Sa'aymer, what happens when you cross during Svira Sa'aymer? So again, I go, <coughs> it's, let, let, let's, let's do it based on where we are right now. Last night we all canted 24 with a bracha. Sunday, Sunday morning for us right now. So let's say we all now decide to collectively cross the international day line. <coughs> the jumps from Sunday to Monday. And everybody that we find ourselves in the company of right now, they all tell us, no, we canted 25 last night. I can't 24. We all can't 25 last night. Last night. I can't 24 last night. There is an opinion <clears throat> that even though you may have crossed the date line and you find yourself surrounded by people that counted a different day than you, you continue with your own personal counts. You keep your personal count that you began. So that following night, even though you're now on the other side, the western side of the date line, and it's a day ahead, it's Monday, and for me it was Sunday, and they're all canting tonight 26, I can't 25. Then tomorrow night, they're all going to count 27, I count 26. The next night, they count 28, I count 27, 29, I count 28. I keep going with my own count. <clears throat> what? If I remain there all the way to the end of the Sfirah and it's Shavuos, I'm going to have Shavuos on a different day than they will. My Shavuos is going to be a day behind. Where could that be coming from? But it's, it's, it's Monday over here. It's not Sunday anymore. It's day 26, not day 25. So it comes from a deacon in Shulchan Aruch. It comes from a deacon in Shulchan Aruch. And what does it say in Shulchan Aruch? 
Let's read what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Listen to this, Rabbi. Say, listen to this. Listen to this. So Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchah Shavuos, when he tells us, when Shavuos is, he says the following. Simon Tov Tzadi, Dalit Seid Fios Chagah. Shavuos says the Mechaber, when is Shavuos? The 50th day of the Omer. Meaning, after you count 50 days, it's Shavuos. Shavuos after you count 50 days. So what it sounds like from the Mechaber, if you take this very, very, very literally, Shavuos doesn't have a date on the calendar. Shavuos doesn't have uh, an objective established date. Shavuos is just <coughs> the 50th night after I counted 49 nights. How do you how do you determine what Shavuos is? So every you know have Vayiv Erev Vayiv You have nighttime then daytime, nighttime then daytime, nighttime then daytime. After forty nine cycles of night and day, in which I counted forty nine days, the fiftieth one of those is going to be Shavuos. No, okay, I may have crossed the date line, but I'm still only on cycle number twenty four. Right? Tonight's going to be cycle 25. For you all of you, it's going to be cycle 26. Because you start a day earlier than me. But for me, it's, it's cycle number 24 tonight. Cycle number 25. Cycle number 26. And I have to have 20, I have to have 49 night and day cycles of, to let me count 49 days. And then the 50 day, it's going to be Shavuos. Shavuos determined by the 50 day after you have 24 hour, 49, 24 hour cycles. I may have crossed the date line since the, 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 the calendar where I am changed, but I didn't change. I didn't have a new cycle yet. I didn't have a new so I keep canting with the old cant, and my shoes, yes, will be on a different day than everyone else's shoes. There is an opinion like this. This is the opinion that of, of this is actually Chabad. Um, I, I don't know if Chabad goes with this in practice, but this is cited in the name of the Friedrich Rebbe, um, based on an understanding of Shulchan Harav, who, who accentuates the... the uh, formula of the Mechaber as to when to determine Shavuos is. It sounds very much, it's very subjective. It's about just counting 49 days and the 50th day is going to be the Omer. So, that, you know, it depends on your count, your 49 day count. The, this, the, the um, approach, this approach is very much a, as we would say, it's a very Chiddush, obviously, tremendous Chiddush, a very, very uh, revolutionary kind of and approach to Svirasa Oimer that results in this in this in this pathological situation over here where you have two different Yidin in the same place, in the same shul, in the same town, and two with shoes on two different days. And even though, yeah, it sounds, you know, we could see how you could read that back into the Mechaber, but Svara has a hard time accepting this because where do you see in, 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 in anywhere else that, that Yamtiv can be on two different days for two different people? Yamtiv is, is a dinin like the Tzibur in the community. It's objective. Yamtiv is objective, not subjective. Ah, yes, it says that Shavuz is not given a day on the calendar. Shavuz is the end of the 50-day can. That means the community's 50-day can. That means Kalei Yisrael's 50-day can. Kalei is an objective 50-day can. And even if I, as an individual kind of messed up my count because I decided to go over the dateline instead of swimming under the dateline. So I messed up my personal count based on my location. But but Kleisel determines the 50-day count. Kleisel determines when Shavuos is going to be. And it's true that it's not given a date on the calendar, but that's, you know, back in the times when, when the month was, was sanctified according to witnesses, you could have fluctuating months, 29-day months, 30-day months. Yeah, Shavuos wouldn't necessarily be always on the 6th of Sivan. Shavuos could be on the 7th of Sivan. The original Shavuos in the times of the Midbar was on the 7th of Sivan. We know the month count that year had a different had a, had a different uh, day count. That, that's true. Shavuos is not locked into the 6th of Sivan. It could be on the 7th of Sivan. It could be on the 5th of Sivan. But 
it's Kalal Yisrael Shuas. It's when Kalal Yisrael is counted 50 days. When Kalal Yisrael has had 49 days of counting, and Kalal Yisrael has had the 50th day. It's objective. It's, 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 a, it's a national, not personal. So that, that's, that's where the first two opinions are coming from. Again, the third opinion is saying, no, it's very personal. It's subjective. You could conceivably have Shuas on a different day than the rest of the world. The first two opinions <clears throat> are saying, no such thing. It's a national count, and I moved to a region where Kalal Yisrael's count is a day ahead of me. So Shavuos, now if I stay here to the end, I'm going to be on their Shavuos, which is a day ahead of where I was on the eastern side of the dateline. What do you do again? So you for sure count that day that you flipped over, that the, the, the day that flipped over on you, and then you're in the morning, the afternoon. You count that day without a bracha. Do you zoom with a bracha? The big machlaikas. One may rely on Rib Shlomo Zam. If this would happen to somebody, one may rely on Rib Shlomo Zam, and you may continue counting with a bracha. What happens if you go the other direction from west to east? So, it was Monday morning. Monday morning, which, and we all counted day 25. You cross over now from west to east. Now it flipped from Monday morning to Sunday morning, and it's day 24 over here. And I look around and see people that counted day 24 last night, and tonight they're going to count day 25. I look at them, I counted 25 last night. That's I look at all my people, and I, I come to show that night, and they all make a bracha, they all count 25 tonight. I said, well, I counted 25 last night. What do you do? What's the halacha? So here everyone agrees, uh, everyone besides the, the, the opinion of the Friedrich Rebbe, the, the, the opinion of Chabad and Shulchan Aruch the first two opinions agree that what? What are you supposed to do? You should count the count with your community that night without a bracha. Don't make a bracha. Because that night you really already hear kind of machmer both ways. I already counted day 25 the night before, so I, can't count it. I cannot count day 25 again with a bracha because I already counted it. Nevertheless, being that my community is counting that, I count it together with them because that's the day that they're on. So I have to count it again. I kind of have to like cover all my bases. I count it again because this is the, the, the day now that my, my community is on. This is the night that they're on. So I have to count it again to count together with them. I can't count it with a bracha because day 25 I sort of already got last night. But I do count it again with them. And then the following night, day 26, I catch up to that's when I resume counting with a bracha. So the night that I canted already, I can't without a bracha. Once I, once I get to a night that I didn't cant yet, the, the, the following night, I resume canting with a bracha. Okay, Clark? That would be what happens with the is when you go from west, west to east. So Adkan, this is the discussion when things are very simple and simplistic. So far, this is generally what he does when you cross the international date line during Sphere Summer, when you go from east to west, or from west to east, the three-way machlaikas, when you go from east to west, two-way machlaikas, when you go from west to east. Remember, when you go from west to east, there's only two-way machlaikas. Because um, the opinion of, of the, the Chabad opinion will still be that you that night you'll count your personal canting and you'll, your shvus will be a day ahead of everybody, right? But uh, but the, the the other opinion though that it's not subjective, it's objective. Would say you can't that night the old the, you can't already you can't without a bracha and you resume with the bracha. So this is this is how things play themselves out when the situation is safe, safe and simple. Crossing the dateline in a safe and simple way. And what do I mean by crossing the dateline in a safe and simple way? I mean crossing the dateline in such a way that all halachic opinions believe that you actually cross the dateline. What happens when we shake things up a little bit? Because there's a way of crossing the dateline where you may or may not have crossed the dateline in halacha. Now let's set our sights on Hawaii. Rabbi Sai. <clears throat> 
We mentioned earlier that Halach also recognizes the need for a daylight. It makes sense. And so there's got to be a daylight. It's got to be a place that when I go from east to west, as the time zones go down, the day goes up. It has to be like that, right? Otherwise, otherwise, the whole system, there's a total meltdown of the time zones. Halacha recognizes this, and all the Halachic authorities understand this, and all the Halachic authorities say, yes, there's a place on the globe where when you a line on the globe, when you cross it over, it goes from Yom Rishon to Yom Sheni. When I'm going east to west, and we go west to east, it goes from Yom Sheni to Yom Rishon. There is such a place. Where is that place on the globe? So as, as in all matters in Halacha and in Torah, we, uh, we would expect this to be no different. There, yes, there is a machloikas over here. There is a huge machloikas as to where to place the international dateline. And this was a, not just a machloikas of historic, global, and national proportions. This machloikas kicked in with a fury in the middle of World War II, when the Mir Yeshiva escaped from Mir in Belarus, and they went to Kobe, Japan. They all got visas to Japan before they went from Japan to Shanghai. They were first in Japan, and that's when the Shaila shook up the entire Jewish world. Back, I think this was in 1941, maybe? 1941, 1942. They were the subject of a roiling, rollicking, fiery controversy. What date was Yom Kippur that year in Japan? What, where does Japan lie in terms of the halachic dateline? And it doesn't just affect the Japan. Basically, the Machlekes affects everywhere from the eastern edge of the Asian, trans-Asian, Euro-Asian landmass all the way to um, um, uh, some, some uh, 30 degrees, I think, or so, east of Hawaii. Everywhere in this chunk of, uh, now I thought maybe I had a, had a sad right before the year to run to the office and print out a big map of the world. I did not have a chance to do it. So we're going so to refer to our imaginary map up here, okay? Here we have our imaginary map. And here, as you see on our, our imaginary map, here we have Yerushalayim, over here. Okay, here we have the line of longitude, longitude that runs through Jerusalem, over here. We have the continuation of the Eurasian continent, okay? We keep going through the Middle East and through places like India and China. Okay, then we get to the Sea of whatever they call it. Sea of China, the Sea of Japan, right? The, the, the beginning of the Pacific Ocean. Then you have Japan, which is this little island over here. Right up here, if you keep going, you have um, Siberia, you have Russia projecting its way over here. You have the Japan, you have all these um, little islands over here. You have the big Pacific Ocean, and then you have like Alaska, Putting, pushing its way this way, you know, towards the north, and, and you have Hawaii over here, and you have North America over here. Okay, everybody got that? Here's our big map of the world. So where is the halachic date line? Where does the date line, line lie in halacha? So it's not clear at all, not push it at all. There are basically three sheetas. There's three sheetas over here. Just three? Well... <laughs> there's there's three and a half. There's three slash four. Three slash four. Okay, so we pulled up our map there. Our handy dandy map. I thought I thought I thought everybody was gonna go to the office and print it out for us. No, it's okay, don't we, we just made our imaginary map up here. So let's go through the basic sheet this. Where does that dateline line halacha? What opinion is it's ninety degrees to the east of of um, Jerusalem. Ninety degrees to the east. And again, to get into the background, the whys and the hows, why is it this way, that's beyond the scope of this morning's shear. Another time, maybe we'll have a shear on the international dateline, because it affects lots of things. 
um, including Shabbos, including Shabbos, makes lots. He said, don't go to Hawaii during the weekend. We'll see why in a moment. Don't go to Japan during the weekend. We'll see why in a moment. But to get through the maps, to get, give a whole sheet on the international dateline is not what we're going to do this morning, but maybe that would be an exciting thing to do one time. But kids, so the basic sheet is our, the, inter, the halachic dateline either lies at the line of longitude that's 90 degrees to the east of Yerushalayim, excuse me, or 180 degrees to the east of Yerushalayim, or there's another sheet, uh, kind of a, 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 more of a minority sheet, uh, that it lies, uh, I think, about 135 degrees to the east of Yerushalayim. And it actually almost conforms to the average placement of the international day line. Not Mamashana, but it's very close to it. Very close to the international day line. Um, there is an opinion like that. And Stan said there's only three sheetas. He's right. There isn't, he, he said there can't be only three sheetas. He's exactly correct. There's a twist on the first sheeta. The first sheet is the one that was that was that was popularized by the Chazanish, and the Chazanish said, although you know, it really should be 90 degrees to the east of Yerushalayim, like right here. But if you draw a line 90 degrees to the east of Yerushalayim, it slices right through Siberia, slices right through China, it slices right through a lot of continents. And the Chazanish said, how can you have that? You can have two Yidden, each on each one, one side of the line. On two different sides of the line, and for one it's Shabbos, and for one it's Sunday. One is, you know, singing Kari by Neulam and having his gefilte fish, and the other one is is um, is uh, went out to Blockbuster, right? Is is is, is doing his malacha, is doing his activity on two different sides of the same line. Said the Chazanish can't be. And again, if you make the 90 degree line, it cuts right through all these land masses. So the Chazanish gave the 90 degree sheet a twist. He said 90 degrees, but you project the end of that landmass. So whatever land masses run through the 90 degree line. Get that they are on the western side of the of the dateline, and you extend the dateline it, like it just hooks its way around all those land masses. Okay, everybody got that. So it's either nine degrees straight, which no one really goes like that, or the Chazanish is nine degrees, which means everything that's on the Asian landmass is on the western side. Everything that's to the east of the coastline is on the eastern side of the dateline, according to the Chazanish, or it's 180 degrees that divides east and west of the the, the dateline, Sunday and Monday. Shabbos and Sunday, Friday and Shabbos, or it's this line, it's the 135 degree line through the Pacific Ocean, through through it's like kind of through the Bering Strait there. So now, where Rabbi Yisai is Hawaii, halachically, in ter- are they on the same day that we are? Or are they on the same day that Siberia is, China and Siberia? It's dependent in this machlekes because if you make the 180 degree line, Hawaii is actually to the west of the 180 degree line. Okay, again, here's our map. We have the Pacific Ocean. Here we have Eretz Israel, we have Yerushalayim, we have China, we have Japan, we have Hawaii, we have North America. 180 degrees is beyond, China, is beyond Hawaii. Hawaii is on the, the western side, the left side of that line, and the same side as Japan and, 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 and China, if you make that 180 degree line. Um, if you go to the Chaznish, the Chaznish says that... Um, Basically, the dateline describes the eastern coast of Asia. Everything to the east of Asia is a day behind, is on the same day as North America. According to the Chaznish, Japan is on the same day as we are. And Hawaii, according to the Chaznish. Because he puts the line to the west of Japan. Japan's an island. Um, according to the Chaznish, Japan and Russia are on two different days. Japan and China are on two different days. If you go with the 180 degree opinion, then Japan and Hawaii are on the same day as China. 
Now, where does the international convention put Hawaii? Where is the international dateline with regards to Hawaii? To the west of Hawaii, Hawaii is on the same day as North America. If you go the international dateline, it looks to the west of Hawaii. That means, according to international convention, Hawaii is the last place that, that sees the sunset, the, the sunset of that particular day. When the sun is setting and it's 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 uh, Shabbos, no, according to international convention, it is Sunday night to the to the west of Hawaii. When it's Meitzah Shabbos, no, it's Sunday night. You know, uh, a few whatever, several miles to the west. Yes, that's the way it works according to the international dayline. Hawaii is the last place to, to to say Aloha to Shabbos, right? The last place that 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 is Mikabel Shabbos, the last place where Shabbos comes in and out. If you go with the 180-degree shita, Hawaii is the first place that brings in Shabbos. When we are, when we are uh, um, having our Thursday night Chumash and Shalmshir, Hawaii is saying Aloha to Shabbos. It's really Friday night over there. When it's Thursday night um, in in, in uh, Los Angeles, it's really Friday. As our Shabbos getting ready to be Friday night, a few hours behind in Hawaii. If you are behind, but they're a day ahead. If you go with 180 degree shita, so here we see, we see, we have clearly, we have very thorny situations coming up. Um, if you go with that shita, that was the shita again back in the day of the, the when the Mir Yeshiva was there in Kobe, Japan. They got one sack from Gedolei Rabbanim that Japan should be regarded as being on the same day as Asia, with like the 180-degree shitas. Most shitas went with the 180-degree shita, which would put Japan to the west. Um, the Chazanish said, no, Japan's in the east. The Chazanish and the Briskarov said it's in the east. And, 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 and this affected you. The Shai was about Yom Kippur. went so fast. So the whole, the whole Mir Yeshiva was in, was in uproar about this. Some of them went with the Psak of the... It was Rabbi Chiyom Michal Takachinsky. All the calendars in Eretz Yisrael were founded based on his Psakim, his rulings. Some went with the Chaznish. Some brave you in, in the Mir fasted two days that year because they didn't know what to do about Japan. Um, and Ada Yomazah, there's a controversy that still really has not really been resolved. It hasn't been fully resolved because it's a, it's a very recent controversy. And no one really got up and said that this is the way Klai Yisrael goes. Adi Yavazet, when you hear this, it's because the Chaznish and the Briskarov says this way, Chil Mechotekotchinsky says this way, and, and there's another Shita that, that goes in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. We're not even going to get into that one right now. But the kids are, this is why a Yid, who's a responsible Yid, who wants to see all of the rebunction of this beautiful Bria, you don't want to be in Japan on Sunday, and you don't want to be in Hawaii on Friday. Because <laughs> Sunday in Japan may really be Shabbos, and Friday in Hawaii may really be Shabbos. That's right. What they call Shabbos in Hawaii may really be Sunday. And what they call Friday in Hawaii may really be Shabbos. Because according to the 180 degree opinion, Hawaii gets Shabbos the day before we get Shabbos. So Friday in Hawaii, what they call Friday in Hawaii may really be Shabbos. And Shabbos, what they call Shabbos, may be Maitre Shabbos. And in Japan, what they're calling Shabbos may really be Friday. What they're calling Sunday may really be Shabbos. So, this is a problem. And again, to get into the full discussion of this, what this does, what Yid should be doing when he finds himself there on Shabbos, we, we're not going to get into this right now because it's not a Shabbos discussion. This is a Sphere Saimer discussion. Shabbos, we'll save that for another time, another place, another setting. But getting back to Sphere Saimer, the, the Shabbos controversy notwithstanding, you find yourself in Hawaii in the middle of Sphere Saimer, and now again, not only it went, let, let, let's just avoid Shabbos, okay? Let's, let's say you, you find yourself in Hawaii on a Tuesday. So it was Tuesday. I went from Los Angeles where it was a Tuesday. I came to Hawaii. Suddenly, it's Wednesday. 
It was Tuesday morning in, in Los Angeles, and suddenly it became Wednesday morning. It was Tuesday morning, day 24, and that's Wednesday morning, day 25 in Hawaii. What? Or is it? According to the secular calendars, no, it's still Tuesday morning, and it's still day 24. But according to Rabbi Chiyon it's Wednesday morning, day 25. Right? International Convention regards Hawaii as being on the same day as, as, as Los Angeles. So I'm just going from L.A. to Hawaii and back to L.A. I'm fine. Right? Aha, but according to Rabbi Chiyon and all the G'dayi Paiskim of, of, his, of his day, I really flipped forward a day and I went from Tuesday to Wednesday and I went from day 24 to day 25. Right? So what do I do? So what do I do? We already discussed this. This was the first half of this year, right? Whenever you cross the date line, you just count according to your location. You can't, you, that, if you do it in the day, you go, you can't without a bracha day 25. And that evening, you, you resume counting according to your new location with a bracha. So we already discussed what to do. The problem is in Hawaii, though, what do you do when you're in Hawaii, where there's a big machlaikas? It's a machlaikas in Hawaii. When I, when, I, when I arrive in Hawaii on Tuesday morning, and I left, and LA was Tuesday morning, I get to Hawaii, it's Tuesday afternoon, it's really Tuesday afternoon, it's Wednesday afternoon. So what do I do when, that, that day that I arrive, and what do I do the following evenings until I depart? What day should I be counting? What day should I be counting? Everyone hear the question? It's a huge machle, machleikas chaznish, and Rebichil Mechotekashinsky, what day the Oivert is right now? What day of the week it is? Is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday every year? So one would say, okay, so we'll, we'll hedge your bets. We know what to do with this. We're in, we're, we're, we're creative. You'll camp both days. We'll camp both days, Misafik, until you leave, right? So that day that I arrive, Misafik, I'll count it as day 25. And all the evenings, the following, every evening until I go back to LA, I'll count two days, Misafik. Today's, Hayoim, uh, say today's 25, 26. Today's 26, 27. Today's 27, 28. Shaz, can you do that? Can you do that? Can you count every night, two nights, to hedge your bets? Can you do a, a doubtful count back-to-back Misafik? Can you do that every night as here as Eimer? So let's shift sideways for a moment. There's a fascinating discussion over here. We'll wrap up with this discussion. Let's shift sideways just for a moment. Forget about the dateline. Let's say, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm traveling and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, on the road somewhere. I'm, you know, not, I'm not crossing the dateline at all. Let's say I'm driving from Philadelphia to Omaha. I have a business trip, a business, uh, business, business convention that takes me to Omaha. And I'm driving to Omaha. How long does it take to drive to Omaha, Nebraska? Too long. Not if you like road trips. Um, that's a good 25 hours or so, let's say, right? So I'm going to do this in three days, at least 20 hours. Yeah, I don't know. We drove to Missouri last year, and um, it took us a day and a half, a full day driving. So it's a good 20, I would say it's probably 25 hours. So, so someone's going to check for us later on. They'll tell us. That's not important right now. So let's say I'm driving and, and like, you know, I, I don't have any minyanum, unfortunately, on the way. And I'm driving three days driving. My second night, I, I probably can't remember what night it is of the Eimer. And I want to count, but I don't have, wherever I am, I'm in the middle of nowhere, in Kansas somewhere, in Nebraska. I don't have any uh, um, um, uh, service. I'm not getting the internet. I can't pull up my Sphere app. Nothing is working for me. I, I can't remember. It's tonight, 23 or 24. I lost track. You know, it happens to the best of us, right? Has that ever happened to anyone that they're not sure what night is of the, of the Eimer? Once it gets, we've mentioned this, once it gets past like day five or six, right? You have to wait for the seaboard to check a calendar because it's hard to remember the night before. It's hard to remember. 24 hours is, is a long time. So this guy on the road trip could very conceivably forget, lose track while he's on the trip. I don't remember. What did I count last night? 22 or 23. This is night 23 or 24. Are you allowed to count two days me Suffolk? 
Are you allowed to count two days misafik? You're allowed to do that. So this is also, in fact, a big machlekes. And there are opinions, which we really are concerned for in halacha, that if you don't know what that night is, definitely say both nights that it may be, but you don't make a bracha. And not only that, not only that, if you can't both nights out of doubt, because you weren't sure which one it is, and, and you didn't make a bracha, the following night when you find out what it was, if you, 24 hours went by, and all you did was you did this doubtful count, then you lost the opportunity now to make a bracha. You can't make a bracha now for the rest of the sphere. Even if by the next night you've clarified what the real count was, but if a whole 24-hour day went by and all you counted for that 24-hour period was a doubtful count, like covering both bases, this opinion believes, and we are concerned for this in halacha, it believes that you lost the ability to count. Now, from this point on, you can no longer count um, with a bracha. Why not? Basic, just a basic logical argument says, you have to count the day. Counting means I know what that day is. That's, that's called counting. If, if, I, if I'm saying multiple nights because I'm not sure what it is, that's not called counting. That's not called counting. That's called, that, that, that's called, um, that, that's called hedging, your bets. hedging your bets. That's called a gross lack of organization. That's called a bad memory. That's called, that's called doing your best. But that's not counting. What did I count? I count anything. Maybe it's 23, maybe it's 24. It's not a count. It has to be the Lushen of Sphira Muvureres. It's got to be a clear and, and, and precise count. Not a clear, precise count. Maybe it's 23. Maybe it's 24. Okay, maybe it's very nice, but that's not called counting. You can count anything. It might be. It might be 23, it might be 24. So this opinion, Rabbi Yisai, believes that any time you're hedging your bets, it's not called counting. Back to Hawaii... If that's the case, we certainly see that we have problems for our unfortunate, uh, unfortunate members of, of Kleiso that do find themselves compelled. Uh, unfortunate maybe is an exaggeration because look how much tire can be generated just from one family trip to Hawaii in the middle of Sphere Saima, right? Look how much tire that generates, trip to Hawaii. But at the same time, it would seem that, that if that week that you're going to be there, you have to be concerned for the opinion of the Chazanish and the opinion of Rebbe Chiyam Lechot and every night you're going to have to count that maybe... Tonight is 22, according to the Chaznish, maybe it's 23. According to that's a sphere shayna mevoreris. That means you will do without a bracha, but when you get back, boom, you lost the bracha because you didn't count. That's what should seem to come out. However, I believe that all is not lost. And if a guy goes to Hawaii, even though he'll be counting every night two counts, he can do it with a bracha. He can do it with a bracha even that night, as long as when he got there, again, he'll have to be careful to count the correct one with a... Um, Without a bracha, I mean, not the correct one, the suffix one. Like when he cross, when he goes into Hawaii, he has to be concerned that maybe it went from Sunday to Monday. So say today is day 24, and that evening he'll say 24, 25, 25, 26, 26, 27. Even is as he is in Hawaii every night with a bracha. When he comes back to late, he can still count with a bracha. Aye, we just said that if I lose track of the days and I'm counting multiple days, that's not called a, a clear and precise count, an accurate count. That's not called counting anything. You're not. You shouldn't be. Able, you can't make brachas. It shouldn't work in Hawaii. It's very, very, very different. When does that apply? When can I not count when it's a doubtful count when I'm hedging my bets? When is it a doubtful count that I'm hedging my bets? I don't know if it's 23 or 24. I don't know if it's 24 or 25. I, I'm driving to Omaha, Nebraska. I lost track of the dates. When you're in Hawaii, did you lose track of anything? You lose track of anything. There's two different calendars. You have the Chazanisha's calendar on one side. You have Rebichim Lechatukhachinsky's calendar on the other side. You're counting the Chazanisha's count and you're counting Rebichim Lechatukhachinsky's count. Each one is a clear, precise, and accurate count. I'm just counting two different counts. Oh, two different in. That's not a doubtful count. That's not a Suyashainam of Uraris. That's not a. a 
a, a svira, which is ambiguous, a doubtful, with a lack of precision, each one is as precise as it gets. But I'm just counting two different cans, two different yin, two different rabbonim. L'chaira does have the status of sphere mover errors. It is called an accurate, precise, clear-cut count, and you would do both counts each night, and you would be able to do it each night with a bracha, and you'd be able to count with a bracha when you return to your destination. And that's what would happen. L'chaira, that would be the psak halach over here. At the same time, if you have the wherewithal not to go to Hawaii during Sears Heimer, you should avoid it. If you have the wherewithal not to make that trip to Hawaii, try not to be in Hawaii on Friday, Rabbi Say, try not to be in Japan on, Shabbat, on Sunday. And Akash uh, Baruch should give us good health to 120 and the ability to see the magnificent creations and countries and beautiful, sparkling um, um, aquamarine blue waters of, of the lagoons of Hawaii. We should be able to see everything just with, 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 uh, without getting into any halacha controversies. And everyone should have a wonderful week. Thank you.